Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Polk County Today. Polk County Today is a weekly public affairs program that takes a longer look at subjects of interest in our area. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's Polk County Today. Now, please welcome with me to the show. She is the executive director of Kids Pack. It's Patty Strickland. Hi, Patty. Good morning, and thank you. How are you? I'm awesome. How about you? I'm doing good. Thank you very much for asking. Now, before we talk about it, I know you have an event coming up, but I, maybe not everybody knows about Kids Pack. Maybe you can tell us about Kids Pack and what you guys' mission is. Absolutely. We're a mission that works with the school system in feeding homeless and food insecure children on the weekend. Uh, basically, how that works is every uh, school beginning of every school year, we get a list from the school board that says how many children are listed in each school as being homeless, not food insecure at this point, but just homeless. Right now, there's 4,575 children that are listed within the Polk County school system as homeless, which means they do not have a permanent residence to go to. Uh, And then food insecure children is one out of six. And that means that they don't know where their next meal is coming from. Mm. Uh, Prior to COVID, we were going about 1,500 children a week. Since COVID, we are now close to 3,000 children. But remember, I said there's 4,500 children that are listed as homeless or food insecure. So we have a ways to go. Uh, One of the things that I always stress, it is a three-way prong. It is Kids Pack being able to find food. Mm -hmm. It is the community becoming aware that there is an issue. It is not that homeless person standing on the corner with a sign that says, I'll work for food or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. We're talking about children. Uh, We're also talking about the fact that the school can educate them. I said it's a three-way prong. If we can get them to educate them, there's a way out of poverty for these children. And some people say, oh, that can't be, Patty. There's, There's no way that these children. But some of the stories that I always like to share, and these are true stories that come from the school system, is the fact that we have a young boy, nine years old, that's living underneath his porch. He takes his food home every Friday, goes under the porch, so he has food for the weekend. We have a, a young boy in Plant City. Not Plant City, I'm sorry. Poke City. Mm. Got my cities wrong. That's okay. Uh, basically, he has dug a hole and puts his food in there and puts a flower pot on top of it. You know, we have people that are living in orange groves uh, with their family. And people say, well, wait a minute, these these people can be helped. Okay. Uh, yes, they can. Mm. Um But we have to realize that my family of four that's living in a car, the mom and dad work, okay, but they can't afford housing because it takes a, a, you got to have the first, last, and a deposit to be able to get into a home. So they live in a car. Somebody says, well, wait a minute. Why are they living in a car? We all live one paycheck away from being on the street. That is, that is, that's all of us. Um, But we also live in a structure the family unit is not what it was before. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just sorry, but that's true. It is. You yeah. know, I was just saying we have what we called unaccompanied youth, which are teenagers that live on the street. There's about 800 of them, mm. but they go to school every day. Because the key secret to success is what? An education. Right. So if we can all do our part, which is taking action through awareness as a community. There is no zip code that's exempt from hunger. 
Right. When I think, you know, what you guys too, uh, very important as well as the education, because uh, I know for a fact that it's hard for these kids to study and pay attention if they're hungry. Oh, absolutely. We know that there's disciplinary problems, concentration. I don't know about you, but if I miss lunch, Mm. I'm I'm bad. Look at us. We we don't miss a lot of meals. I don't either. (laughs) But think about this. You know, we get a headache. Mm -hmm. We get cranky. Mm. We can't concentrate. And we just don't care. So most of the children that we serve are usually down in, in the nurse's station with these symptoms, you know, mm. tummy ache. People say, well, how do you know what you're doing is working? Okay. The school is the only one who can refer a child into our program. It's not adult-driven. It's not family-driven. It is school-driven. And that because they do home visits, they know where these children live. They know what's going on in their their family life. Mm -hmm. So basically, they monitor the symptoms. They send me a referral, and I go ask somebody for $300. Just that simple. $300 is all it takes to ensure that one child has food all school year and through the summer. That's usually a cup a day that you spend at Starbucks. So I ask everybody, if you are willing to give up one cup of coffee, now, I drink Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, so <laughs> nobody's asking me to give up Diet Pepsi, but I would. Right. But the thing is, that's all it takes mm. is just a little bit of sacrifice on our part. And is giving up a cup of coffee a day or going out to dinner is $25 a month mm. to make sure that children are fed through that whole month. That's one dinner that we all usually, well, we used to be able to do it on one meal, but we can't do that anymore. (laughs) But that's all it takes. But it takes being aware. It also takes action. Right. And we all have been given the message that in our community, there are children that are leaving the school system on Friday and not having anything to eat until Monday. Yeah. Now, do you talk about awareness? Do you... Uh, find that people are surprised when you share that fact with them? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Because what did I say that we think homelessness is? It's the guy standing on the street with a corner. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is. Not the child. We have one young lady that works at Walmart part-time. She's in high school. She lives in the parking lot of Mm. Walmart. The reason she does that, she has access to the facilities inside Walmart. She makes enough money to buy gas to go to school. These are young people that want to make a difference in our community. But the community has to stand behind them and say, I want to help you, lift you up, and say, I love you. I mean, it's just that simple. Mm. And I feel very strongly that God gave us a mission to say, okay, you take care of my children and I'll take care of you. And on the surface, you're, you're putting food in bellies, but really what you're trying to do is end, end, end these cycles. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We want to end the cycle. You know, I, I always tell this success story because it just happened last year. This young man came up and said, I need to let you know you fed me for four years in my car. I have a full ride to Harvard. Wow. I want to say thank you. Wow. And what is that? That's called a community being able to become aware that there's a problem. There is us being able to feed this child, but the school system being able to mentor to this child, also to educate this child Mm. and to give them the help they need to be able to be successful in life. 
because we need to realize that all of these children that are in the school system are our future leaders. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, bottom line. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the kids themselves, too, would uh, feel like they have more of a chance when they see people like you who are helping them, who are trying to help them to give them a hand up. Absolutely. And it's not just kids pack. It's like I said, we are one slice of the pie. It takes the whole pie. It takes the whole pie to tell this child, number one, they're worthy. And we want to lift them up by just giving them a small sample of what goodness is in our community. And goodness is all around our community because, you know, we have every, I just share, we get calls every day. We had a new school that just called us. And this is how great our community is. First of December, we had three schools in Eloise and um, oh, Juanita. Mm. Almost forgotten. <laughs> we just, what, our poorest area of yeah, our community. Right. Over 300 children. And I let some people in the community know. And guess what? December 1, we were able to bring those 300 children because the community became aware that you're talking about a community, number one, that's very low income. And I, I just don't know how to describe what the feeling that I got because it was over $60,000 that this community raised Wow! to be able to bring those schools on to ensure that these children had a pathway out of where they're at these kids who don't make that choice absolutely they do not make a choice and that's one of the things that i say all the time because we get it all the time you know how did they get there well like i said we all could be there Mm, they're a child they're a child and i was just sharing that we have a school in lake wales okay we feed 96 children in that school the teachers of that school opens up that school one hour early to ensure that these children are bathed they wash their clothes. They want to make sure that they look like everybody else. Right. That's a community that cares about their children. Absolutely. Wow. We're That's speaking awesome. with Patty Strickland. She's executive director of Kids Pack. And speaking of raising money, Absolutely. you got an event coming up. Now, is this your big annual fundraiser? Yeah, this is the biggest fundraiser we have. And actually, it's the only one we have. Okay. We do a lot of little ones, but this is our big one. It's called Gone Country. Okay. It's going to be February 12th. Uh, I'm happy to say our sponsorships are sold out, but we still have individual tickets. Uh, But this is a way to, number one, bring awareness. Number two, just to have a little bit of fun because we had the mechanical bull ride. Okay. We have uh, barbecue. Uh, We just have a regular hoedown. Okay. And we have for the ladies, just to let you know, uh, we have what we call a champagne fountain, which is uh, little champagne glasses full of uh, could be diamonds. There is one real diamond, and there are 74 non-real diamonds. So okay. <laughs> you may be able to walk away with your honey for something for Valentine's Day, and it'll only cost you $25 to see if you get the real thing. Uh, I know. How, how do you know if you have the real one? Well, the jeweler is there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, good. <laughs> That's good. But if you're like me, I, I, bought, I have to share this story because it it's my luck, Okay. <laughs> I went to one, and he said it was a doctor friend uh, who I worked for at that time. He said, hey, go over there and buy, buy me and my wife and two daughters. So I bought his two daughters and his wife and me one. Guess who I gave the real diamond to? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my luck. Yeah. Wow. That's good, though. 
Uh, so uh, tell us more about uh, Gone Country for Kids Pack. It's uh, on February 12th, you say? Yes, it's out at Whitehorse Ranch. Um, we will be there that Saturday. Uh, like I said, it starts at 6, ends mm. at 1030. Uh, we do have a band, which is Jill Cash Cashbox. I hope I said mm-hmm. that right. Yeah, yeah. Jill's Cashbox. <laughs> Y'all remember, I'm old, so sometimes <laughs> my memory. You got it, Jill's Cashbox. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and and your radio station will be doing not. I'm sorry. The other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hall Communication. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Hall, thank you. Hall <laughs> well, Communication. And as I heard a rumor about you, uh oh, that you're a Mayhem fan. That is correct. I hear you every morning. You're a Mayhem <laughs> fan. Look at I that. Heard that. Oh, well, we, so we thank you very much for that. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, that uh, address is 5718 Yates Road, and that's Lakeland 33811. Uh, I don't know if I've ever been to the White Horse Ranch. Well, let me just state hmm. that if you can't get there that night, the live auction is going online February 1st. Okay. Okay. But there's also a 50-50 that's going online February 1st. And we did it last year because we weren't able to have the event. And we raised over $5,000 for just the 50-50. So, Good job. you know, Ooh, wow. you don't have to buy a ticket to be part of it. Mm. Just go on to our website, which is www.kidspack.org, mm. and um, hit the um, event button mm-hmm. and register. And you can actually bid for anything that's there. We've got some hot air balloon ride tickets. We've got a rental for a slingshot. Uh, we will have... Um, all kinds of things. Sure. My mind just went blank as to what we have. You know, I was trying to see, uh, and now you said the individuals can still buy tickets. Yes, they can. Um, and I'm just trying to see where to do that. I don't see it right here. Under events, you should be able yeah. to find tickets. Gone Country? Yeah, no. it's, it's okay. yeah, Gone Country is the only thing that's under events right now. Right. Um, well, let me find mm, out, make sure that yeah. I know, I do know that your station is giving, or your Hall's Communication mm-hmm. has tickets they're giving away. Company, yeah. It may possibly be, and I don't know for sure because I'm thinking we still have some available, mm-hmm. that the individual tickets may be sold out. Which well, is a good well, thing. Well, there is, a phone, yeah. there is a phone number here that you can call and yeah. get some more information. And Amy would be able to tell you if there are still tickets av- individual tickets available. And right now awesome. we're over 400 people that will be there. And I'm sure you guys are willing to take just a donation. Oh, absolutely. Right. Uh, <laughs> rather it be food or monetary okay. uh, because we basically know right now that a lot of food shortages are mm-hmm. are here mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that we have hit is the large 15 ounce cans of chef ard i'm having really issues of trying to buy them in bulk mm. uh, so if you go to the grocery store and you see uh, a thing those are for our middle school so feel free to pick up a couple of uh, cartons for us and drop them off I know before you used to be a drop-off station, but I don't think you've opened back up to be that. No, not know, yet. But call me, and I will personally come pick them up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but and, call the office. <laughs> and when you go to kidspack.org, there's a button right there at the top of the page, Donate Now. So Exactly. Uh, you can just go to kidspack.org and click on the Donate Now button. If you can't make it out to the, the, the fundraiser, uh, and but you still want to help, that's how you do it. And one of the things that I would like to say, if you're able to volunteer – because one of the biggest um, dynamic shifts that we had, we used to pack at all of our uh, churches and corporations in our community prior to COVID. And we all know what COVID did. It shut a lot of us down. Mm-hmm. Right now, we've had to kind of shift where half of it is still being packed in the community and over half of it is being packed in our warehouse. If you can volunteer to come in and help us pack kids pack, pack meals, we are Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and there is a volunteer button we desperately need people to come in okay. and help 
with the packing. Awesome. And the other thing is, is I, I talk a lot. So no, it's to... okay. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that I want to say that we all can do is we can keep these children in our prayers. I mean, if we can't do anything else, if we don't have the funds to give monetary, can't go to the grocery store or whatever, because these children need to be brought into the fact that we are aware of them. We ask that they're actually protected because we have a lot of children, you know, who are not protected. And, and we they live in conditions that you and I cannot even imagine. But we can pray that that they're safe. Well, it is awesome that uh, you are helping the kids, and uh, we really appreciate that. Patty Strickland, Executive Director of Kids Pack. Uh, go to uh, kidspack.org and click on the events tab, and then you can see uh, the fundraiser coming up. And uh, thank you very much for coming and sharing with us today. Thank you so much for allowing me to do that. This program was pre-recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. Barry Friedman is here. Written by, this song written by, <laughs> um, Prince. Prince. Yeah. Prince. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, I wonder, I, I, I never got the opportunity to see Prince in concert. I wonder if he did some of these songs that he wrote for other people in his concerts. I saw footage of Ooh. him doing this. I can't remember where. Maybe it was on YouTube or somewhere, but I've seen footage. Of him, and it was like in a rehearsal space. Yeah. Good to see uh, you, Barry. Well, good seeing you. It's good to be here. So what's going on uh, well, in Lakeland these days? You know, we had a story over the weekend that looks like COVID had turned around and then the peak may be declining of Omicron mm. coming down. Yes, but the uh, positivity rate still quite worrying. Still high, very high. Uh, over 30% still. Well, it's over 30%, but it's down for the last two weeks. Um, we were had a 27% decrease last week over the previous week, but... In the number of cases. Here's the, yeah, in the number of cases, but... Uh, Still, it's, it was the third highest week ever, so people are still getting sick. Now, they're not getting as sick, especially people who are vaccinated. Right. So, I, you know, we're not out of the woods, but it is a good sign that both of those numbers are coming down. But you're right, it's over 30%, so it's mm-hmm. very worrying. I've noticed that over the last couple of weeks, the uh, it seems the number of people being tested next door here at the uh, free testing in the parking lot across from the RP Funding Center has decreased. You know, I have hadn't really been monitoring. Of course, you yeah. go by there every day, but I did notice when I've driven by last Monday, I took some pictures after I left here, and uh, the line was pretty long. And every time I've been by there since then, it's been a lot shorter. Mm. So just from my three or four times going by, that well, used to be the case. I mean, I've we've seen cars lined up for the testing as early as quarter after five. Yeah, mm. wow. and they don't open till eight. Wow. So. Well, it was about eight when they were yeah. starting when I shot. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so a couple of other things that have happened around here related to that is uh, Lakeland Regional Health opened a clinic for patients with mild symptoms last week. And mm-hmm. it's right across from the ER. So I think what they're trying to do is relieve some pressure from the ER. A lot of people who had their mild symptoms were going to the emergency room and now they have this clinic for people who don't have uh, major symptoms. Right. You might have, like, cold symptoms, but it's still COVID positive, and you can uh, go and get your treatment across the street right. instead of uh, the ER. And, you know, we won't know till this afternoon what the current number of uh, COVID patients at the hospital is. But last week, last Monday, it was 244. So that's higher than the peak last January. 
not nearly as much as the peak in August. Right. But uh, so we'll see if that's coming down or not when they release that this afternoon. Uh, one other thing involving the the hospital just came out that they are involved in a nationwide study involving whether or not ivermectin is a potential verifiable treatment for for covid yeah well i mean do the do the test and see so it's a that's what science is all about right exactly yeah national institutes of health test uh duke and vanderbilt are involved uh basically people who come to the to the emergency room who qualify i think you have to be over 30 it has to be mild or moderate symptoms uh are offered a chance to participate and if you do participate they send the prescription drugs to your house and uh you could be getting the placebo so and i mean the ivermectin it's it's something that uh has become a punchline because that's what we do these days mm. we take something right. immediately but i mean isn't it i mean like you said it's been shown that and and whatever i i don't know much the, about it because i've not the, researched it there but there's a human form it's there's a human not form. just the cow and horse right. form there's no. people get at the feed store yeah there's yeah. a human form that does is shown to be like effective against COVID, correct? Well, it's well, nothing. Shown to be it's effective not effective for other. That's what they're maladies. testing, right? Right. It, it's an antiparasitic. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not an antiviral, right? So, um, you know, if you got worms, you probably would take yeah. that, right? Right. So, and anyways, then, then there's the agricultural use for for uh, you know farm animals that they use the, that's just a, a typical drug for mm-hmm. when they get worms. Yeah. Oh well. Hopefully, it'd be great if it would be something else yeah. you could add to the list of things that work against it. Well, and there are actually two other drugs they're testing too as part of this: it's mm-hmm. ivermectin and two other drugs mm-hmm. that uh, are currently prescription drugs that are for other things that right. might work for for COVID. So, yeah. be interesting to see. Well, some of the health officials too are are saying that uh, they they believe that after the Omicron surge is over with, that we might be entering the endemics stage of the covid virus which would make it like your annual flu kind of deal right well yeah you would probably just have to have a covid shot every year it's like along with a flu shot or something you mean we can start going to concerts again yeah all right (laughs) (laughs) right oh my goodness saw the lineup for the tampa gasparilla music festival coming up uh i guess the end of february it looks really good yeah Maybe going to some of those. Yes, I saw that lineup as well. Yeah, good stuff. I want to say um, Mavis Staples. Mavis Staples on Sunday. I right. th- that definitely made me stop and think and look and see like how much is this? What is it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just Sunday's the day I would go if, she's, if, if I do go. Who's who's like the headliner that day? I can't remember. I but don't remember. There's, there's I just some saw other good I ones. saw Mavis Staples. I think this is one of those chances because she's. Getting up there in years, right, right, yeah, and that's when I would. Treasure. She's still fantastic, still recording, and I'd like to see her live if that I could. Would be amazing, and that's like literally the only thing I would go see. Probably just yeah. just go for her that day. <laughs> just that. There one. were some other good ones. Yeah. I'm sure. But I wouldn't be there for yeah. you. So I I saw that. Maybe it was you that I did. You post it? No. Okay, no. I just happened to see it then too. I sent a I sent a link to my daughter because oh, okay. she lives in Tampa. <laughs> and I knew she would like it. I've never been available boyfriend. to go to Gasparilla. I want to. Hopefully, I can. Maybe go this year. Oh gosh, it's I've a just mess. never been free to do it. Well, it's just kind of crazy. All the crowds. I know people who live in uh, off the Bayshore, and they yeah. figure they either have to leave for the weekend, or just know that they can't get out of their house because the mm-hmm. roads right. are blocked. Ooh. Yeah, driveways are blocked. So, well, Sunday, trombone shorty. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. 
the <laughs> Almond Betts Band. Right, right. That's so I guess it's some almonds of, and Dickie Betts, right? So it's, it's, that's their, it's, it's their children? next generation. Awesome. Right? Okay. Yep. Mavis Staples, Pine Grove, Neil Francis, Amy Ray Band, Kenzie Wheeler, friend of the Mayhem Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Uh, Imagination Movers, Marinic Wa World Fusion, The Venus, Christopher James, Summer Hoop, Joanna Warren, Boycott, School of Rock Tampa, and Tampa Metro Youth Orchestra. Well, oh, that might be good. That's on Sunday. And we, we've got a local connection there because mm-hmm. it's either Marink or Mr. E&C, but he is from Lakeland. Eric oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good okay. guy. Good guy. Well, Christopher James, too, I've been trying to get he, – he's out of Sarasota, the Sarasota area. area yeah, but yeah. I've been trying – I, I was I tried for a couple of years to get him to come on this show, but that it's a long be, drive. That would be great for a Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to leave pretty early. Yeah, Amy Ray. Amy Ray used to be half of the uh, Indigo Girls. I guess she still is. Mm. But um, and I guess Kenzie Wheeler oh, yeah. was on The Voice, and he's he's played Mayhem in the AM since Lakeland Live right, a couple right. of times. I knew I knew that yeah. name, and I couldn't quite place it. Mm-hmm. Cool. The Saturday, the Revivalists, Band of Horses, Margot Price, Bob Moses. Arrested Development, Andy Frasco and the UN, Peachtree Rascals, Chawa. Is it Van Plating on Saturday as well? Well, I'm, I'm looking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it, just, it just hit me. <laughs> that I'm reading. I think she's, she's um, playing at yes, Union Hall. she is. Coming up. Oh, she's, she's playing she's at the She's playing Gasparilla Saturday too? at the Gasper Limited oh, Festival. Oh, man. Yep. Cool. I like That's awesome. Yep. I like Rachel. She's good. She yeah. is very good. Yeah. Played on this program as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. A few times. And Friday, Black Pumas. Group Love, The Aces, Seema Funk, Melt, Hardy Har. <laughs> See You Soon. That's the name of the, and it's all squeezed together. Parrotfish, Sam E. Hughes, G.W. Souther, DJ Koo, Camille Trust, Kaylin Ellis, Trius and Friends, Ghost Front, and Silent Disco. Okay. Those are all great band names. Uh, Silent Disco. I wonder if that's just an event and not oh, a band. Could be. Because, you know, the, they give everybody their own headphones. headphones. Yeah. And so you, there's a bunch of people dancing, but you're not hearing anything. I've always wanted to go it's to fun. one of those. That looks fun. That'd be kind of a fun video. I've seen course, that. I've seen course, it, yeah. you know, you could just uh, shoot a disco and not yeah, have the sound. There you go. Just have the same effect. So that's February 25th through 27th. Well, cool. cool. Speaking of music. Yes. The Lakeland Symphony Orchestra is loosening their executive director, yes. but the Chamber of Commerce is gaining a new president and CEO, and that right. would be Amy Wiggins. Yep. Woo! Amy, yeah. Good for her. Amy had been a vice president at the Chamber and left about seven years ago to become the head of the uh, Lakeland Symphony. She's replacing Corey Gates, who resigned in October very suddenly after being there for seven years. Mm. So, uh, Amy, I think we all know Amy. She grew up in Plant City, went to Florida Southern College. Uh, he worked at the YMCA of West Central Florida for a while and uh, was at the chamber for nine years and all. And um, it's where I first met her. She was vice president at the time. And uh, she's actually board of uh, – she's chairman of the board of our nonprofit that runs Lakeland now. So, uh, That's right. good person. Ooh. She's taught me a lot about nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. I met her at the last uh... – fundraiser oh that's right yeah, yeah, yeah that's right so she's fantastic she is very nice news aid i've i did a narration once with the iso and then she recruited me to be a dead body in an opera all oh, right wow. that was a lot of fun and um 
because uh, I, I like opera music, and I got to be on the stage during the opera as a dead body. There's the whole saying around me. It was a lot of fun. But did they tell you not to breathe or something? How do you play a dead body? I, I'm very just good at it. Just don't move. I'm really good at it. I can sit and not do anything for hours. So it was a lot of fun, and you know, got, got, a little, got a little cheddar for it. So there you go. Well, there you uh, go. Yeah, was, there you uh, go. I think Amy's fantastic. I'm glad that she is... Uh, uh, at the chamber, I mean, yeah, where she belongs. For, I mean, she belongs to the ISO as well. She did a great job there, but I'm glad. I'm glad for her. Well, she's very involved in the community. She's on the board of directors of Lakeland Vision and Polk Vision. She's a member of the Lakeland Council for the Art, the Mayor's Council of the Arts, current president of the Polk Arts Alliance, and past president of the Polk County Chapter of the Florida Public Relations Association. That's actually how I first mm. met her after I <clears throat> abruptly left the ledger. <laughs> I was kind of doing some networking. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are in public relations in this community who right. used to work at the ledger, right? Yeah, so I knew some up. people there. And uh, I started going to their meetings. She was president at the time. And just she's just so witty. Just Seems to be just, something that a lot of news people do when they get tired of news. I think there might be a former Mayhemer. Yes, there the is. I believe yeah. there is. Nice yeah. <laughs> there was a WFLA anchor that went on to what was who was that? Uh, Yolanda Fernandez. That's right. Was, uh, oh, okay. A PIO at the uh, St. Pete Police Department. Yeah, did not know that. Yeah, yeah grew up watching oh. her on WFLA. It, it, I'm sure it's more money than she was making. <laughs> <laughs> more money than I'm making. Uh, Barry Friedman. He is the founder and editor in chief of LakelandNow.com. Uh, LKLDNow.com. It is your website for all of your hyperlocal information. Barry, thanks a lot for... Enjoyed it. And that wraps up this week's edition of the program. Thank you for tuning in and join us again next week for Polk County Today.